I V M. Hi, Josh. Hello, Ayushi, and listeners, dear, 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 dear listeners. Our dear listeners. Oh my God! It's been um, it's been a six-week hiatus that we've taken from the show. Too long. And uh, we've been itching, literally itching, to get back. Uh, how are you guys? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I want to ask the listeners. Like I, I want them to respond immediately. Like, how are you? Have you been okay without yes. our, our voices in your ears? Because so, I haven't been okay. Like yeah. I haven't been okay not recording for this long. Yeah, I think for? we've been trying to record for a couple of weeks now. So the first two three weeks we were okay to take a break. We needed yeah, it. It was good. Yeah, and then uh, for the past three weeks, actually, we've been like trying to figure out like should, we should record, we should record, we should, and then we did not end up recording at all. Yeah, but you know we have many excuses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have a pretty big one actually. Uh, before we announce that, I would just like to say welcome back to Agla Station Adulthood with me, Ritasha, and my. Host and Dost Ayushi. Yay! Um, uh, welcome back to season two. This oh, is, yes. um, you know, actually it's a funny thing. We never thought that first of all we'd get to this point. A yes. and B, we didn't think that we were going to do seasons. We thought we'd just keep the show rolling endlessly. But we kind of like the idea of doing fifty or like you know forty something fifty episodes per season. So this is season two. Um, like we said at the end of last season, we're going to try uh, a little different format this time. We might have some more guests on. Uh, we're crowdsourcing topics, so once again, please feel free to send us in what you'd like to talk about. We're going to do some things more real time, so maybe it'll reflect what's happening in society, in the world. If not, it just could be what's happening inside our heads. But feel free to write in, tell us what you want us to talk about, what you are going through, and you'd like to—I don't know—just have a chat with us. So, season two, we're excited, we are pumped, and the reason is because we've had a nice little break because yes. of <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> COVID-19. COVID-19. So um, listeners, Aisha and I have had the experience of 2020. It's been the cherry on this uh, uh, cake, if you will. Um, we both got COVID. Yes. Not and too long ago. Um, you might have seen all our enjoyment pics from Goa. <laughs> and you didn't know that that sneaky Glovid caption, it's because we all had COVID. COVID. And we we wanted to come clean to our Only listeners. Only to you guys. Only yes. to you guys. We, you know, we haven't told a lot of people, uh, you know, yeah, publicly. We public about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gone public with it. But we have, I think we've been very proud about the fact that we've never lied to the listeners. You never lied yeah. on the podcast. So we wanted to say. And it obviously, have, yeah, it yeah and we had some disclaimers and advice and sort of, um, owning up to do on the show for COVID. So yeah. I'll give you a quick rundown. We, um, you know, parts of lockdown started opening. We had some friends who were living in their family house in Goa. So we thought, you know, we'll take a quick break, go for a week, 10 days, come back. 
uh, we got there. We had a really nice time. It was so good seeing. We uh, had not tested before flying. Oh yeah, we all, all tested. Negative, okay, we were all negative. Um, now we've been reaching there and enjoying for one week. We don't know what happened. <laughs> and um, turns out that all four of us that were living in the house together. Yes. We <laughs> tested very much positive. Yes, and it could have been a myriad of things uh, that could have passed it on to us. Who knows? But we decided not to go down that lane yeah. of like trying yes. to think because there is no, as we all know, there really is no way to know um, how, how you get it, who you got it from, what what interaction led to you contracting it. Uh, we're just we'd like to say that we had it. It was relatively mild in the sense that it was manageable within the house. Like we didn't we didn't have to go to a hospital or any sort of like medical center for any help. So we're very grateful for that. Um, We had a lot of doctors in all our families helping, consulting, diagnosing, prescribing medication to us. And um, it was actually this great blessing because when else would four friends get to spend three weeks in the same house? um, Yeah, it was a blessing in disguise. I mean, It was Big Boss. It was Big Boss. It was the Big Boss house. Yeah, so we've really had it all. We've experienced the joys and yeah. the fights and the frustration and the anxiety, uh, anxiety stress with having COVID. I think the first couple of days were very, very uh, taxing on all of us. And uh, understandably so. I mean, it's a beast which nobody really knows much about. Uh, even doctors are discovering new things about it every day. And we, so we were pretty much on edge, to say the least, for a few days. For the first couple. Also, I think, kind of- I think the first couple of days were also hard and stressful for us because that's when we actually had the, the majority of the symptoms of COVID, the, the active ones of the body ache, the headache, the cold, the throat, the fever. But once we got past that first three days, I think we had to do, then it was a lot more personality management and just figuring out where everyone was. But I, I would like to tell everyone as well, we've all tested negative. We were responsible. We didn't, you know, go anywhere. We tested. That's when, after which we flew back home. So um, we tried our best to do right by like, you know, the, the formalities yeah. that the government has put in place and everything like that. And and of course, somewhere we were irresponsible and we accept that. And that's why maybe we are a little like, um, Kagey about this, like we're very defensive. <laughs> yeah, मतलब हमने किया, हम गोवा गए, हमने मस्ती की और हमें कोविड हो गया. Yep. I guess नजर भी लग गई, you know. I mean, I to think it's नजर, hundred percent. But you know, the funny thing is, we before we left, we tested, and then the government rule came out like that's exact day that you no longer need to test need to before test flying, yeah. and we still thought that we were very careful. Anyway, we've dedicated too much of this episode to this. Episode. If you have COVID, don't worry, you'll be fine. Um, take care. I'm also not a medical professional, but yeah, just take care. I would say follow the directions of the medical professional that you are consulting and do everything that they say. Um, definitely take care of your mental health as well, because this is a very odd disease in the sense that you have to isolate. The problem is not so much. I would say if you've got a mild case, you'll be able to get through it. It's more about this lockdown that comes after it, knowing what to do and this kind of scarlet letter or target that you have on your back of everyone either not wanting to meet you or you feeling uncomfortable around people about lying. Yeah, you become a social pariah and we felt that very intensely. Big time. But also, you know, I have to say, I've kind of enjoyed not meeting people also. It's been a great excuse. It's been a wonderful excuse. Great. It's great. 
but uh, anyway so i'm really happy though that uh, we got to hang out like mad yeah and one would think that we would have recorded an episode while we were together but we but did not we didn't because it would have been too difficult uh, to like i don't know the sound and all we were told was not good also we were very sick you know <laughs> <laughs> we had covid anyway anyway that's right so how are you bunny i'm i'm good i feel I like- stronger feel stronger <laughs> because i started going for walks good 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 Gentle yeah i think walks. this not being able to exercise for 3 weeks really messed that up that was the worst yeah and the fact that we had no control over our diet i was eating carbohydrates in carbohydrates on carbohydrates with carbohydrates wrapped in carbohydrates yeah. <laughs> only carbohydrates um that's because we were on very strong medication so we thought that that's the right thing to do <laughs> Dude, but I'm having legit carb withdrawals. You know, I haven't really eaten bread since we came back. I'm so hungry now. Dude, today in my grocery run, I bought bread and I've already eaten one slice. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm like not interested in my chit chat. Like, not <laughs> not for that reason because if you talk about bread, I'm gonna get very hungry. <laughs> it's that evening time hunger, you know. Yeah. Um, if we were in a COVID house, we would have had some Maggie. about right now <laughs> my god what fun um so yeah that's been our last couple of weeks um other than that i think whenever this episode is uh, i think i know when it's going to come out which means we are still in some sort of this half lockdown not lockdown which i don't know what it means how it stands yeah but i think by the time this comes out i think restaurants are supposed to have started to open and cinema halls at 50% something like that so you know the show has been interesting to record because we've kind of seen it like we spoke about it earlier we've seen it through this entire pandemic this disease and from where we were at like day 0 to now in october um but that's been blowing my mind that it's been 7 months and now we've just like gotten so used to it that it's yes like, it's just like ha theek hai 2020 is just this only it's going on Yeah and this I hate saying this phrase because it's overutilized but this really has become the new normal. I was trying to avoid saying that. I know. <laughs> same but it, it's kind of unavoidable because look at what it is it's October it's already like mid October right by the time this comes out it's Yeah it's not like what about wedding season I really do I feel sad for people who had all planned to get married uh, and now yeah. have to have guest list but that's because great actually you save money. As a um, avid partyer Yes. Um I'm feeling very uh, robbed of wedding season. But obviously that's nothing compared to the people who are getting married. <laughs> no, of course I mean. <laughs> um but circling back in terms of yeah we've seen it through this 7 month period but to take even one step further back is like it's been a year of the show we've um for this new episode of season 2 we wanted to do a little like where are they now one year later kind of a thing mm. so dash let me ask you a year in uh where are you now oh my god i should ask me a very loaded question um well, i mean it's it's that's the topic right yeah okay so i think this year uh since we started agla station adulthood and now mm. we find ourselves here at the 51st episode um there have been a lot of changes in me personally as a person as a personality as a thought process as a what i want from my life as a cutting out toxic shit from my life um 
And I think, honestly, the the pandemic had a big part to play in that. Because Yeah, I mean, it's unavoidable. It was clearly more than half yeah. the year. Because <laughs> everything that had been stewing and simmering, all of it was kind of pushed to the forefront. And now I find myself having cut out a lot of um, things from my life thanks to pandemic and otherwise Aishi is taking a picture <laughs> I got it I got it I got it. no continue yeah so um I feel a bit freer I feel a bit lighter I feel a bit more secure in myself and in my ambitions and in um the direction of where you want to go I think you like absolutely. what I've noticed from you is yeah. like you seem to be more focused on where you want to go hmm. but that's that's great. And do you think that this kind of this progression started pre-pandemic or it's kind of been brewing since last year or sorry, or has it been just in pandemic that you found this change in yourself? You know, actually, I feel like if the pandemic hadn't happened, we would have pretty much been going on with our regular lives. And we would have been on cruise control. Yeah, we would have been doing the things we thought we had to do the, the all of that. Um, maybe not having that it really made me uh, make some hard decisions. So like taking a step back from a very intensely committed relationship, for example, um, telling Rajiv, okay, listen, buddy, we can be friends. We can be friends with benefits. We can hang out. We still can be family essentially, but Mm -hmm. I can't do this very, very heavy domestic life anymore with another person. I need this space and time to focus on myself. And this is something which came up when I spoke to Kavita one day. Our IVM producer, guys, shout out. And Cav was like, she told me that you are a building. You are building yourself. This is the building you're building. If I say building one more time, slap me. But basically, I have taken the time out now for the next five years. That really just just got set in my brain. I need to focus on me and my growth. No matter how selfish that sounds, I want to actually live my best life. Even if that means being selfish in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's become a very big feature recently. And at the same time, of course, um, I think in this one year, we've all become far more hyper aware about mental health and the kind of ups and downs that one has to deal with. And one has to deal with on a personal level, on a family level or a cohabitation level. So it's not just about protecting yourself. It's about also taking care of the people you live with and being cognizant of their mental health journey and where they're at. Because like my mom and my sister, both in this pandemic have opened up to me and like to our family Mm -hmm. about struggling with mental health and depression. And now luckily it's like, okay, we can at least talk about it. And we at least have addressed the elephant in the room. Right. a lot of things have come to the forefront, whether it's relationships, whether it's emotions, whether it's personal, professional journeys, everything, just many things. Sorry. You too. No, that's the, no, I think that's absolutely great. And it's kind of just testament to the fact that truly every cloud has a silver lining because this is a silver lining from the pandemic point of view that you were able to take such great stock of your life. Like, I don't think out of our whole friends, friend group, friends group, I think you've taken the most I mean, not to reveal anyone else's thing or to say that yours is wrong or right. I'm saying more just you seem to have taken the most stock of your situation and done a lot of internal. Because a lot of changes have happened. Yeah, reassessing, redesigning the feng shui of your life. 
Absolutely. And like seeing my parents also having to shut down their Yeah, home, yeah, exactly. It affects a family to see a business or a, your profession being... That's a huge change that's happened to you in the last one year. I would say that your parents' whole... Um, core which was their work and their worship actually in a way has fundamentally changed so it's a lot for us to deal with as a family also we're also kind of readjusting to life with each other figuring out and to see one's parents at 55 and 56 respectively again back at like square one just figuring Mm -hmm. out what's next it kind of yeah it scared me and my sister I guess but anyway these are all part of life's lessons yeah, I'm saying we've we've been served some lessons in the yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, should should we take a short break before we move into Ayushi? Yeah. Take <laughs> it. See you on the other side. Welcome back. Um, I actually don't know what the ads are right now. I haven't listened to the show in so long that I don't even know what the ads are anymore. What, what the break has. Amit's voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We hope you enjoyed Amit's voice. Um, so like we were talking about before in the break, this year um, from when we started to where we are now because of the pandemic has been a huge chunk of it. There's been a lot more change than we would have expected. Like Tar said, I think if the pandemic hadn't happened, we would have just been doing the normal life we wouldn't have really um, taken this time and for me I think in the last one year the things that have changed is professionally I think there's been a lot of leveling up for me like I've just I have a lot more on my plate than I used to Um, I don't think I'm better at handling it but I just have more on my plate like I wish I was more um, like I was better at dealing with stuff one year in. Like, I feel like that's a personal disappointment is professionally, I've not gotten better at dealing with the thali, you know? Like there's more, there's more sabzi in my plate now. There's more like pickle and raita and everything is coming, but I'm still struggling. (laughs) Like, how do I handle all the pieces? Um, But as a person, I think there's been a lot of good development. Like, just a lot more of, like, I like to call it like winnowing down to mm. just kind of come down to the basic or like the root or the, the very, the bud. And that has happened a lot more in terms of like, I think I'm very uh, clear about the things that I'm looking for now in my life from a personal level, not just like a romantic and relationship, but like from relationships and friendships with my parents, with my sibling, like I know what I would like it to focus around. I know what I want it to be, what the future of that relationship is going to be like. And that has been good in the last one year. And I think, first of all, the show has helped a lot because like we've called it, it's like therapy. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been a... Like... You know, we've talked about this, and I think in that loneliness episode and other episodes, like we focused a lot about the fact that, oh, I, I, I'm 28 and not focused a lot on it, but like the two counterparts of the show is that you were in a committed relationship. I was single and the single person. So I still am, by the way. <laughs> we should just add that out. Uh, that balance has a little bit changed only in the sense that now we both are more on the single side of it as opposed to in the committed. 
Yeah, I'm I'm flexible. Lol. Um, but yeah, there's there's been so much more experimentation there. There's been more opening up yourself to more people, to uh, to exploring, you know, whether you're okay with this kind of a person or you want to meet this person or like, and so many a breaking down of my own mental barriers of what, like, you know. For sure. And I know that I just said I've become more clear about what I want, but this is what's led to that. Like the fact that I was allowing and accepting so many new kind of people into my life, it actually has helped me understand exactly what I need or what I'm looking for. Because I think a year ago, I was like very clear of what I don't want. Yeah. Now I would say I'm very clear about what I do want. Like it's not just an elimination of the negatives. It's become like, no, these are the five positives. I am like concertedly searching for. I am looking for someone to be this kind of a partner. I am looking for this kind of, um, support or backing or whatever it is. So like that way, the journey into 28 has been, it's been good. And I thought I would have a lot more complaints given the fact that it's been such a negatively laced year. Mm. Um, but on a personal note, I think like, I'm not upset. Is that like, I'm not upset seven months in. Aishi, that's amazing. And really, I think a good journey to be at this point now. There's a lot we both must be grateful for. Absolutely. And I think one more thing that we both haven't touched upon, but obviously I'm not one to forget, is that the social fabric over the last year in our, not just in our country, but in our communities, the world, like that has taken such an important and sort of central role in our discussions, in our lives, in our priorities, in the things that we would like to devote our time and money and energy and mental space over. Um, You know, we've dedicated a lot of episodes to, I, I don't want to call it social change because we haven't done that, but to causes that I think we're passionate about and, um, I know we're in the middle of, we're in October. So if you're listening to this, you already know what's happening in our country. Like this sort of, once again, we're at this point where we're pretending to be shocked at the fact that, you know, we hate women. Um, It's our reality. We should have known it. But you're seeing, I don't know what change is going to come out of this, but you're seeing a lot more engagement from us as a political body than ever before. And I think that's like a fantastic change that I have personally seen in the last one year since we started the podcast and now yeah, the kind of engagement, the kind of media posts, the kind of content that you're seeing is so much bolder. It's so much more confident. It's angry. It's engaged. It's ready to fight. Like, I think that that has been the most marvelous thing that I've seen from 2019 to 2020. Right. Yeah. Like, don't you think like last year we were debating like it, that whole, that watershed moment was that the CANRC kind of thing that started. And then after that, it's just been a domino effect of people just, you know, getting really involved and getting very angry and starting to question things. And even if they're not doing that publicly, you know, that there are people now that are picking up a paper or looking online or looking at a tweet or going on their Instagram and following a link that's shared and, trying to get more involved. And I think that one year in, that has been really cool. For yeah. me. And then like in line with that, I think another cool thing that's happened because of that is 
a lot of people are also realizing the importance of like addressing these issues on ground and getting involved with yes on ground as opposed to just being keyboard warriors or just posting on social media i think people are more comfortable and okay now with the idea of helping out in other ways actually physically present or monetary monetarily yeah it is um i think that's been a good change but of course we need more of it <laughs> no no but yeah of course but i think like this uh, less keyboard warriorism is great like just yeah and <laughs> also i think people uh, see i'm i'm not i'm not saying devil's advocate but i always like to see from the other side of yo this is so new for us this is we we've been a people like to say it in the other way they're like oh you know india has always been a country that's had to agitate for its freedom for its rights for this i'm like yeah 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 of course but this is 2020 india this is the 21st century india like we got complacent because we had capitalism and we had money and we had good stuff so it's going to take some time to get us back out there on our feet and getting us like really involved and really like engaged but you're right like you're seeing more of people having i think even what you said about on ground like of course like attending protests and lending their voice and their platforms and money to things is one but haven't you noticed like we're having conversations with our friends that we didn't used to have before yes and no i no like even you don't think you're having more conversations with your family like i think i'm having way more like you know you there's a lot more comfort now in calling people out being like no i'm not here for this i'm oh, not no, going to say this oh no sure. that's fine calling people out is great that to happens but but it's it's more say- now Like, I, like last year in my family, at least there was a lot of more, there was a lot of tension because of the mm. political. But that was a lot of families. We we spoke about that. That it's causing that exactly. rift in families. So we don't discuss it no more. Now we focus on the things that we can actually improve or better upon, <laughs> and uh, we do those. Now. Yeah, and that's fair. I think. Yeah. I think maybe then I I was saying in more in terms of like you know. sometimes a joke is forwarded on some big group or some yeah. work chat and yeah. and you're just now like no no that calling out still happens of sorry, course sorry that's not happening that kind of stuff i'm with you it's great that it happens more now and i think that's happening more like there are people who reply to you know instagram stories there are people who reply to like tweets just being like no this isn't acceptable and i'm not saying that every single person who reaches out and says this is not acceptable is justified in doing that like please back off but that level that sort of bravery or that 1% more confidence to say that a little bit more to be like no this is wrong i should stop this i shouldn't let this fly like yeah. even if five people are doing it more tash than they were before isn't that five steps absolutely forward? absolutely i with you i agree so that's been i think those are some big changes i think we've seen since um we started the show yes um, i don't know if i don't know It's just like, say say this year also has been particularly hard in terms of just the glaring disparity in the country um yeah. i've had a lot of internal conflict with this whole privilege people who lack and the pandemic has a like i am about to cry but it's like really brought it to life would it be an episode if, if i didn't, didn't cry yeah. <laughs> but you're right you're absolutely right this uh, there was so much privilege guilt 
that we carried for the last couple of months. And uh, I don't know how to. I mean, I think the thing that we, at least what I did, sorry, I won't speak for you. is just like, I grossly over, not overcompensated. I tried to overcompensate monetarily. Like I, I was like, I'm not spending anything on myself for seven months. So whatever would have been my budget yeah. for spending in a month, just every person who's putting up a link, I was like, here, take this here. And I'm not saying it in a show here. I'm saying this was genuinely coming from a place of guilt. This was pure guilt that I felt. Yeah, I think that's possibly the only way when I've contributed, I don't know, tried to absolve myself of yeah, and not buying stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, if honestly, I see like it's come to a point where I think like this is like a thousand rupees, for example. For me, okay, what can I do with this thousand rupees? And then I think about somebody else and I think about what they can do with the thousand rupees. And I'm like, why should these thousand rupees be spent on something quote unquote silly frivolous, yeah. frivolous for me? And I'm kind of annoyed that I have to do like I am become this person. I can't enjoy anymore. It like it I need to find a balance, I need to find a healthy way to acknowledge and deal with this guilt or whatever it is. I don't know. I, I think I need to speak to my therapist about this again. I haven't taken therapy for a couple of months. Maybe people can tell. <laughs> I'm um, deranged. Uh, no. no, and as you know, you not taking therapy for a couple of months obviously affects my <laughs> mental health. Because my secondhand therapy hasn't come to me. So, um, but I know, I know what you mean. And these are all the things that have kind of fallen out of that basket while the world has been, you know, just shaken like a bag. Yes. This is the stuff that's come out. Bag. And yeah, we, we carry so much privilege. Um, and now we're seeing it from different angles. You know, you're seeing it from this level of, uh, you know, there's obviously monetarily, but there's also just access, right? Access to healthcare, access to quality Absolutely. education. Things yeah. like caste and class that Everything. you and I don't think of. Uh, yeah, like this stuff is just becoming... And I know that if someone listens to this, they're going to be like, oh, look at you guys, you're just, you know, upper class, uh, privileged girls talking about how y'all are feeling bad about it. But I don't think... I don't think you have to deny this feeling that you, you you are feeling guilty. You are feeling bad. I think what we need to actively work on is not stopping yourself from enjoying your time, your mental energy or your wealth. I think the way that we as late 20 year olds and baby adults, the, I really feel our job is to analyze why we're feeling this and find a maybe a productive route to helping even if it part of the reason we're helping is to alleviate the guilt on ourselves like I think it's okay if that's kind of the like if 30% of my reason of helping people is to make myself feel a little less guilty I'm okay with that like I'm, I'm okay with that being my you know the backing if you know what I mean yeah I guess we have to just educate ourselves and we as a generation, I guess, have come to the point of we understand that privilege is... Now, people are becoming more conscious of their privilege, which is great. And then it's about finding a healthy way to amplify that access. And No, of course. And I think 
the first step for a lot of us uh, has just been to stop saying things like, and not that this was something that I said, but this is something that I've noticed is that, oh, I'm not really political. Like, I'm not really into all of this stuff. Like, that's kind of those, those statements and the step to rectify that, to stop saying things like that, to stop thinking like that. Those are the steps that we need to be taking to realize that you are very much part of the problem. You are connected to this whole web of this community, yeah. this mess. It's, you are not absolved yeah. of the responsibility. It's like watching Bad Boy Billionaires. Have you seen it? Um, It's on my watch list now, yeah. So it's just like, so obviously you see Vijay Malia and all all of that. And then there's like the normal people who work in his company, normal middle class people doing their job, everyday job with kids and families. And yeah, it was a disaster. It was an actual disaster. You're just like, what is going on in this country? I'm so angry. Look, it's not just our country. Yeah. This happens world over. It's a global problem. It's a a huge global problem. The the divide has just been getting wider and wider and wider. Um, But to sort of pivot, bring it back to the show and the premise of our show is just like in terms of trying to be better baby adults and trying to be more engaged baby adults and getting to that finally leveling up to adult. This is all part of a 21st century baby adult's job now. Like, I'm sorry, but this is our new thing. Like, we have to add this to we the burden. To in, yeah, we got to be involved. And we have to be engaged. We have to be socially conscious, I think, is the right way to put it in terms of like, look at what your decision is resulting in. Just Yeah, see. it's like that thing. No, it should be ethical capitalism. If that's even possible. I think you can aim for that. You can try. And I think that's a great first couple of steps is at least acknowledging that there's a problem, that knowing that this kind of uh, unchecked capitalism is going to harm us all eventually. Um, At no point am I saying that I'm not a capitalist. I am very much so. I'm not a socialist. Who is doing Joel? Like, you all must be doing some shady shit. Yeah, but you're talking about like criminal, like as in uh, nefarious activities. Yeah. yeah, you're saying like, oh, you don't even know who the Vijay Malias are and like down with them. Of course, I'm saying more like even you and I as privileged members of society, not, and I'm saying privileged, not monetarily privileged, even just through education yes. and access. Yes. Like we need to be more, I think, responsible with the way that we engage with capitalism to kind of recognize where it's taking advantage of us where we are falling into that like sure. like for example I've decided to not become a member of H&M that member thing because yeah. because it's such a slippery slope for me yeah. and yeah. it's fast fashion it's cheap it's affordable and it makes you it tantalizes you into buying more constantly I was there when your package arrived <laughs> I had COVID. I needed a treat. So Ashna and Ayushi, shout out to Ash also. Girls, I lived my best vicarious shopping life through you guys in Goa. I had a blast shopping vicariously. We used our... um, Oh my God. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay, let it ring out. It's okay, you're at home. It's normal. It's part of the lockdown. I can't help it. 
And no one, no one will answer the phone. That's the mess up. I love it. Okay, it's been answered. I'm so sorry, guys. But yeah, we did a little bit of shopping, and then I saw all these bloggers posting about this H and M membership thing, and I was like, "This is made for me. This is made for me." And when I looked at it, I was like, "Oh, Aishi, shut it down. Close the tab. Walk away from the laptop. Take a lap. I had to walk around the house." No, because I just don't want any more discounts and deals and. Yeah, yeah, no. Because it's I get pretty slow. And you get lured in, and I can admit I do not have the self control to avoid it. So best to just not engage. Yeah. Well done, Aishi. I am proud of you. That. Yeah. I mean, look, these are silly small decisions that you might think are ridiculous, but but they are uh, important. Yeah, and okay. if yes. and if my attachment to capitalism is shopping and material possession, then that's where I need to focus my energy, right? Like I'm pretty conscious in a social way. Like I, I feel like I'm a good citizen. I do what I need to do. So the other thing, this is where I'm messing up. This I think is where I'm messing up. As a generation, honestly, like we can, as a privileged society of youth, can start thinking more about carbon footprint, like our own personal yeah. carbon footprint. That's like I think everyone needs to take a hard look at. Absolutely, and. So those are the kind of things that I think we'd like to focus more on. If we yeah. can shed more light on them through the show, we are going to do our best to do that. Um, I'm not trying to say that we're going to try to piggyback off all these things, but it would be nice to give a platform to people who are doing good stuff and who can help us become more socially conscious adults. Yeah, guys, think- this is about uh, our adulthood glow up. Everybody, everybody yeah. have a glow up. Okay, and, and the glow up is not just. Yeah, it's not just the, like the new tattoo, the hair color, the weight loss. Like that's that's all good. Like enjoy your life. No one is saying no. But I think maybe this idea of shopping local or supporting Indian-made products and brands and companies like that—that's the kind of stuff that maybe you need to readjust, realign. The environment yeah. is and a support huge small businesses for now. I think it's very important we do. Can. Yeah. And you're right. This climate change thing is going to be, I think it's a, it's a big thing for us as well. We're going to do some episodes to um, kind of help listeners understand how you can just be more environmentally conscious in your daily life without having to go crazy. Like no one's telling you to start wearing hemp tomorrow, but let's, let's try to work more on this. Yeah. So that's kind of the aim of episode uh, sorry, season two, and not to say that it's going to become all preachy and uh, social causes only, not that there's anything wrong with that, but we're still going to do episodes on dating and love and Fun. finances. And, also, but yeah. All part of the journey. Um, yeah. We are going to talk to friends from different communities, different startups of society, kind of bring them in and be like, hey, how are you dealing with this? Because... You had a year of us. That's the conversation now. Yeah. yeah, let's expand it. And so we are very excited for season two. We have a lot of ideas. I have so many notes. Um, and it's just good to be back uh, on, like together, to be recording again. It's really good. I love you. I have missed this. You're crying. Yeah, Yay. it's been fun to record. Um. So if you guys have topics, things that you'd like to talk about, please reach out. 
you know my Instagram is at AyushiA9 uh, and Twitter is at just Ayushi. You can, oh yeah, sorry, Tash, yours. No, say no. Mine is R-Y-T-A-S-H on Instagram. And you can, yeah, follow Tash. Uh, Tash is like a global superstar now. My God, uh, side note, I have uh, got to give a big shout out to all my new followers. Yes. You've got so many. We got to get Tash to 100k. So let's do it. Let's do it. That should also be the aim of season two is to get her to 100k. No, no, no. That's too far. I'll get 100k now. Okay, this is the episode, this is the goal for the first three episodes of the yeah. show, <laughs> of yes. the season. <laughs> I like this. Um, so yeah, and you can follow IVM at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can find us on all podcast streaming platforms, wherever you listen to them. And we hope that you will continue listening to our show. And there was this line that I picked up from um, this this movie called Late Night on uh, Amazon Prime. It's got Emma Thompson, Mindy Kaling in it. Uh, and I really liked the line. It was It's called, I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. And I think that I would like to steal that directly from that movie is we hope that we've earned the privilege of your time. Namaste. Thank you. Catch you guys next week. Uh, so good to be back. And love you all. Mwah.